and a horrible odor, which Shepard described as, quote, a combination of buzzard meat and skunk perfume <laughs> filled the air. He, but he clocked those notes. Yeah, right. fragrance. Do I detect <laughs> skunk perfume? Hello, welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her little brother, William. And this week we are headed over to Wisconsin for some cheesy, dippy, scary stories. You like a cheese dip? Yeah. Mm. I prefer my cheese solid. Thank <laughs> I you. I prefer it solid, actually. But yeah, I'll take a dip. Mm -hmm. The closest like I get is brie. Fondue, you win. Yeah. I like a fondue. We're going to be talking about really Wisconsin. Good. There's something else going on in there. Something, Something interesting happening. Here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This topic was suggested by Eric. That's right. I believe just last week. It was. So I uh, omitted it while we were reading Eric's questions, but he asked if we would do a haunted Wisconsin episode and asking you shall receive. Yep. That's what here we're we up are. to this week. It is time. Yes. Uh, so I uh, pulled a little uh, grab bag. I've got three different topics. Great. Um, that I think are kind of fun. I've got an urban legend. Mm -hmm. I have a cryptid. And I have a UFO encounter or okay. an alien encounter, which is kind of weird. So hopefully yeah. no matter what your enjoyment is in the unknown the paranormal right i think we're gonna have something for everybody yep and i've got ghost stuff wonderful there's nothing better than ghost stuff in my opinion do you want to start with a ghosty sure all right um so this is something that you suggested to me right and it ended up being awesome i'm oh, gonna good. tell you about brumder mansion brumder mansion yep this is in milwaukee um did you find out about it because of the red letter media episode that they recorded in the mansion that is correct that is the only reason why i know about this at all i really Excellent. enjoy the channel red letter media mm -hmm. on youtube and uh there was one episode they did on halloween where they all of a sudden transport themselves yeah. to the haunted brumder mansion yep mm -hmm. yeah so let me tell you a little bit about you know, who was living in it before they decided to come back and haunt it, probably. All right. All right so this place has quite the history. It's lived a lot of lives. Uh, it was built by a super successful German immigrant named George Brumder in uh, 1910 for his son. And it's this like pretty humongous red brick Victorian number. Okay. They <laughs> this little number. Yeah. They, when they were building it, decided to place a ballroom with a separate entrance in the basement, like on the basement floor, which was out of step with general convention. Mm. Uh, quite strange. What are you thinking? I don't know. Someone's trying to sneak in some parties. Doesn't that seem weird? It has its own entrance. Yes. And it's thus exit. Very suspicious, I think. You want people to get in and right away party? I know. I know, but you know, it seems like from what I read, it seems like the Brumder family themselves were like pretty just normal. Okay. So I don't know. I guess it was just for convenience or I don't know. Maybe they were secret freaks, but I didn't come across <laughs> that. Um, but it would become fortuitous for a future owner. Okay. So the Brumder family lived there for about 10 years and then they sold it to Samuel Pick and his family. Now, Samuel and his brother Ed were mobster types oh. who had ties to Al Capone. And at the time, pro uh, at the time, prohibition was going on. And it was rumored that they were in the, the illegal booze biz. Samuel owned a place called Club Madrid that was rumored to have ties to the mafia and be an outlet for Capone's alcohol business. Wow. So, I mean, what better place could you have 
than a little party pad in the basement with its own entrance and exit. It does. We're making it a speakeasy, baby. I know. It, it, it does feel sort of like, well, nobody needs to know about this part of the house, right? Like, yeah. like the rest of it can be on the up and up. But secretly right. what the cops don't know is there's if you go in this particular door, mm-hmm. that's where all the booze is. Yeah. I mean, he was married. He mm-hmm. had kids, I believe. So this could be its own separate operation down yeah. there. And so it was. Um, so it was a speakeasy. They say that gambling and sex work was also going down there. And that actually four women who were listed as rumors with the pick, like rumor, they, you know, room and board. Oh, okay. R-O-O, okay. Yeah, M-E-R-S. Yeah. They were listed as rumors with the pick family were actually live in sex workers for the speakeasy. Whoa. So they could just go downstairs, you know, when the time was right. Yeah. And get to work. I bet that time was right at night. I bet it was. When the moon ro- rose, so uh-huh. did they. Yes. Um, so the Picks family lived and did business there for about five years. And then it briefly changed hands a couple of times. And then uh, unlikely buyers moved in in 1940. The pastors of our Savior's Lutheran Church, who needed a place to stay after the church that they worked for, needed more space to spread out because it was so popular. That's pretty different. They needed more room for services and such. And so it squeezed the pastors out of their on-site homes and they moved into this crazy mansion. We heard you offer services at this house. (laughs) (laughs) Different kind of services, Padre. You ever get into the consecrated wine? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Over the course of its ownership, the mansion... I mean, this church was booming it seems because not only were the padres living there but then they had like the church offices there um different meeting centers like daycare all kinds of stuff oh wow like the you know busiest church ever or something with a Um, secret ballroom downstairs i know i don't know what they did become like the nursery you know i know in wisconsin it should be like that's where they run secret illegal cheese Maybe right, they like do. push a button and a big wheel of cheese rolls out. You know how, like, can't you not sneak out cheese from other countries and stuff? Like, I feel like I've heard of people going to visit France or I think mom had a friend who was Polish and would go home to Poland. I don't know if regularly, but I think this happened, you know, once or twice and then brought back like cheese and like, you know, cured meat in her suitcase. And there's some sort of problem. Really? Yeah. Wearing a dress made out of pastrami. <laughs> yeah. This is just my clothing. Right. This is what I look like. I'll be flying so. down to Florida too soon and I'll have a couple pounds of Gouda <laughs> in my pockets. All right. Hoping they won't check. So maybe the same kind of thing is going down from Wisconsin is what I'm saying. Most likely. I imagine. Um, so, you know, at some point it changed hands again. Uh, it became a bed and breakfast okay. that ran for a while. And then somebody who had visited the bed and breakfast really liked it, I guess, kept in touch with the owners and ended up taking over ownership. Wow. And I believe that is the same deal today. It mm. remains a bed and breakfast, I think, with those same owners. But it's a haunted one. Mm. So you can go to MilwaukeeMansion.com. Great website. It's what you want it to be. Great old 90s website it's maybe slightly disappointing because it doesn't reference ghost stuff at all okay um but as far as like you know a a weird somewhat charmingly janky website it's going to give you what you want if you'd like a little bit of a visual for what we were talking about here so there seem to be three main spirits who are haunting the house but people say that there are many more but these are kind of like the stars of the show the first one is the woman in the gold suite 
So one night, Mrs. Hershey, who was the first owner of the mansion as a B&B, was staying in the suite with her dog when she heard a female voice yell at her to get the dog off the bed. Oh, um, that's unique. Yes. This this particular haunting is completely dog centric. OK. Just about. Uh, and not in a happy way, unfortunately. Oh. Um, she also said that the mirror in the bathroom lifted off its hook and was thrown in the bathtub. Nobody was around, but they found the aftermath. So I guess like, it wasn't like the mirror, you know, fell off the wall and you know, the wall is destroyed or whatever. It was like, everything was perfectly intact except for the mirror is now in the bathtub. Yeah. I guess if something like that happens, it feels inexplicable. So Mm -hmm. if you're forced to try to explain how that happened right do you eventually just inevitably land at ghost at ghost right because who would have gingerly picked up the mirror and thrown it in the bathtub right it's it's definitely hard to reconcile it's hard yeah so i guess you eventually land at ghost okay um let's see oh another thing happened that was this is so weird too i don't know why this was her first thought but fine maybe there was other stuff going on that made this seem plausible. Uh, one time she found fresh blood droplets in the bathtub. I assume the same bathtub in the mm. gold suite. And thought that like, oh no, there's a corpse upstairs yeah. that must be leaking blood down here. Oh, like through the ceiling or something. Yeah, okay. but why is that your first thought? I don't know. <laughs> well, it wouldn't just be that somebody like cut themselves right above the tub and then ran to get a band-aid or something? Apparently not. Okay. Um, so she went upstairs to the room above, scared of what she might find, and nothing was there. Oh. Well. Who knows? So then, so we've got both in the bathtub, huh? Yeah. A mystery broken mirror and mystery blood. Uh-huh. It's if like only somebody, they happened at the same time, they I could know. be connected. I know. But since they happen separately, is there some sort of a temporal hmm. conundrum happening where it's right, like. Right. Like somebody, you know. They were linked. Yes, but they've they've split in time for some reason. Right. So the the mirror shards are in the tub, but the blood doesn't show up until sometime later. Right. Also for the mirror, if the ghost is doing it, they say that breaking a mirror causes seven years of bad luck. Yeah. What if the ghost periodically is like, oh, seven years are almost up. I better smash a mirror real quick. Because they love bad luck? And ensure that the residents of this home, <laughs> you know, have, are, 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 you know, their lives are full of misfortune. But the re- the person who smashes the mirror has the bad luck, so the it would give the ghost the bad dead. luck. But the, it still wouldn't give the person bad luck. But maybe the ghost thinks that they are <laughs> stuck on this earthly plane through bad luck. And so they're like, well, I've been a ghost for about seven years. I don't want to leave and go to heaven or hell. So maybe if I smash this mirror, my bad luck being stuck on earth will continue. Oh. Secretly, I enjoy it. Oh, okay. So it's not okay. So the ghost wants to give itself bad luck now. Well, now I'm saying that. Yeah. yeah, yeah when yeah. I said the first thing, it didn't make any <laughs> sense. So I had to come up with something. Of course, you had to pivot. I had no choice, and Kristen. You, I had no choice. You did so beautifully. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so guests have experienced a stern woman in their dreams while staying in this room, and if they have a dog with them, this woman in their dream admonishes them for bringing the dog and tells them to get it out of the room, threatening to hurt the dog if they don't comply that is a frightening that's horrible that, that is yeah yeah in some ways and in the dream mm-hmm. right like in some ways it you know obviously you think of like a freddy krueger or something where you're like you dreamt of that guy i we're having dreams about the same right, person i did too but freddy krueger wants to kill you which i can wrap my head around yeah him being like i hate your dog uh-huh that somehow feels like another level of specificity where you'd be like, not only did we dream about the same person, but she hates our dogs. 
Well, I the, I would really be in fear for the dogs. Say, what is the dog dreaming about? Oh my god! Hopefully, I didn't a think yummy about that. chewy steak. I hope so. Well, I was thinking that it was really just sort of you know she's obviously this lady doesn't like dogs. No, that get seems the not, dog off the bed. That seems not to be in question. But is saying that you're going to hurt the dog just incentivizing the person who has the agency in the situation to get themselves and the dog out of there. Not unlike when there's, you know, like a bad guy in a crime thing and they're like, I'd hate for you not to deliver the money that you promised me. Your dear old mother seems like she's alone a lot and... Well, it'd be terrible if something happened to her. Right. Is it leverage? Mm-hmm. Except that the, like, get the dog off the bed. Like, it makes me think about, like, you know, the the Wicked Witch, the, the human version of her. Yeah. In Kansas, whatever her name was. Mrs. Grimsby, probably. Something like that. Oh, uh, Auntie M. No, that's the nice lady. Oh, you're right. What is her name? <laughs> it doesn't matter. How come Auntie... I was very scared of her. She was very scary. I wasn't scared of her in witch form, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I was scared of her... Like in the real world. Because she hated that dog. Yeah. Um, she very famously went on Mr. Rogers or, or Sesame Street, one or the other, and showed how I she got into her costume uh-huh. so that kids wouldn't be as afraid of her anymore. Catherine Hamilton, I want to say. Something like that. Something like that. Anyway, Mrs. Grimsby, her character. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know she has a name. Uh, she hated dogs so much. Like, mm-hmm. I think Toto just like, you know, barked at a chicken or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, but, but her answer was no, like, I think you're right. I'll bring him into town. He'll be destroyed. Oh, God. I know. When people talk about destroying I dogs. Will, I'm going to destroy your dog. I like, don't like that. You know, Miss Gulch. Mrs. Gulch. Yeah. Pretty close to Grimsby. Not terrible. But like. And yeah. it was Margaret Hamilton. Really? Yeah. I think, it was, I think I might have said Catherine or something. You did, but you got right. Hamilton. That's pretty close. Yeah. So uh, there was this old world notion of and, and still exists to some extent of mm-hmm. like pets as being lesser yeah right like ew you you let your dog sleep in bed with you oh, totally meanwhile for a lot of people it's super commonplace to like to like be very very close to your dog yeah but so maybe this ghost is this old world sort of like this yeah. is not a place for that filthy you know mongrel mongrel mm-hmm. like let him sleep outside whatever you know what you do you tie a rope right to him and and tie, tie that, tie to, that a tree. to the fence po- yeah tie it to a tree whatever yeah it does feel very like I'm offended that you'd bring this dog into a refined Definitely. space for humans. Yeah, a, a true fuddy-duddy. Which is an interesting thing for a ghost to do because to me it's almost scarier than like wanting to scare a human. Mm-hmm. is to target the dog who cannot comprehend and cannot fight back. Well, I can only hope that she's not targeting the dog's dreams. Yeah. And that, as you said, the dog is dreaming of a juicy, yummy steak. I certainly hope so. Um, so a psychic stayed in the room once to try to figure out what's going on here. Um, cause lots of investigators come through this place and she said that she made contact with the ghost of the spirit who introduced herself as aunt pussy, but said her real name was Susan and told her that she didn't like the new decor in the room and shocker didn't like dogs. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Aunt pussy, pussy right. cat. I know. Is this a case of classic enemies? It's very anti-canine. Mm-hmm. I'm sensing a lot of, I don't know, like a specious, <laughs> let's just say it, racism against dogs. <laughs> Finally, someone has said it. Sort of attitude here. Yeah. I'm not afraid to say it. Yeah. It's not good. I don't like it. No. Since that psychic stayed in the room, they decided to not let dogs stay in the room anymore. And I, the activity has since calmed down. Wait a minute. That's the solution? <laughs> yeah. 
How you you can't say Aunt Pussy's not allowed to stay in the room anymore. You can say why not? Wait, what are you gonna do? Uh, Aunt Pussy, time to go to the other side. Well, theoretically, but I need an old priest and a young priest. Let's get her out of here. I'm sorry, but you haven't been paying rent mm. for quite some time. AP, mm. gotta go. Yeah. Aunt Poopy. No, I guess that's true. I, I Aunt Poopy. I, I guess I I had taken it as a con a foregone conclusion that you can't eliminate her. Smudge but... stick. Bring in a, a million dogs. Bring in a pack of dogs until she's like, "Well, I never. I've had enough." Right. And then that's whisks what away to heaven. Finally, goes it toward the light. Do you risk this dog's safety? These dogs' safety? No, you don't. No, they're fine. You bring them. You can't monitor whether Aunt Poopy is in the room or not. You give those dogs hamburgers, cheeseburgers, hell, a hot dog or two. Actually, you know what will get her out of the room better than an exorcism or anything? Letting those dogs run wild over the room. That's what I'm saying. If they destroyed the decor, right. they're taking peepees. Well, this place truly has gone to the dogs. Right, and then she's out. She's out. Yeah, you're right. They did the the wrong thing the opposite of what they should have done no one ever tried giving reagan a puppy in the exorcist <laughs> and you said reagan i thought you were talking about ronald reagan of course he well he had a puppy briefly and i was like what why was this something why hell yeah ronald reagan didn't need a puppy he had a monkey and jelly beans bonzo that's all all a feller needs that's all he needs yeah <laughs> give me my monkey and some beans and i'm a happy guy <laughs> God. Okay. Here's another ghost. Yeah. This is George Brumder Jr., oh, the guy wow. who the house was built for. Okay. Quickie ghost. Uh, there's a place called George's Suite in the house, and people have felt breezes go by, and they've noticed objects go missing only be to be put back in their spot when they definitely weren't there. Oh. Uh, yeah, classic ghost stuff. Yeah, totally. Uh, both guests and investigators have seen shadows in the room, and a paranormal team member also felt cold out of nowhere, plus heard inexplicable humming. Another investigator once had a strong headache out of nowhere while they were in the room. Could it be George making his presence known deliberately? Or could these be side effects from George trying to gather up steam to do something and make his presence known. Almost like he's scooting his feet on the carpet to, to generate static electricity or something. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I or also, just, I have a headache you know, right now. Maybe George Brumder is near. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe do he's you, been near me for a while. Do you want some loose Advil for my purse? <laughs> no. Oh. I um, Has anybody considered, you know, you said like somebody got cold all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Has anyone considered that the wind itself <laughs> could just be a bunch of ghosts? that's a great question what is it's, a breeze it's yeah, the, air currents in motion right but why but why and for what purpose there's no answer to those kinds of questions surely that's because nobody's asking them mm. hmm, except for us except for us yeah i feel cold suddenly or well there's definitely a ghost near you then right because it's wind everybody wind, wind is ghost hide it's january <laughs> <laughs> means that there are ghosts everywhere. That's also hard to imagine. An extremely drafty old house. Absolutely. Got a headache? Couldn't yeah. possibly yeah. just be, you know, you're dehydrated or any number right. of things. No, 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 no. Ghost. Ghost. No, almost certainly. There's no getting away from this. Mm -mm. Um, And the inexplicable humming? What of that? See, that's more interesting to me. Yeah. So wait. So, uh, say that's that really it. That somebody heard humming. That seemed to be coming from nowhere. Yeah. That's, I think that's, they said it was on the other side of a door, if I remember correctly. Did they open it? 
I don't know. Might have just been some guy in there. <laughs> See, easiest pie. I think I just debunked that last right. one. I be- I didn't write that. I believe what I read said it was on the other side of a door. I heard, Could it be that stupid? I heard humming through this closed door. Hold on a second. <laughs> All right, I'm going home now. Bye-bye. Maybe I'm wrong. That's so it's dumb. Kind of, there has to be more to it. Hold on. <laughs> there needs to be. I don't know. They like really breeze through what happened. I'm just going to scroll down to that part and see what they said about the humming. Well, I heard footsteps <laughs> from upstairs. Did you ever check? Um, no. What if there was just a person upstairs? No. Okay. I'm right. Uh, during investigation in the room, one paranormal research team felt inexplicably cold and heard footsteps and humming from outside of the door. That's it. Footsteps and humming from outside the door. Outside I mean, the door. Yeah. Just to be a person outside the door. And that's not followed up by, you know, they opened the door and nobody was there. Who's that lady? Who's that lady? What's that song that I keep singing to you? Oh. Yeah, maybe they're doing that. Going in the country. Such a funny voice. <laughs> to become like a huge song in Chevy commercials. I think I got something for this tune. I got something good, you guys. <laughs> oh, so it's so not forceful. No. Oh, how gentle. It's almost like that you have seems no like energy. It'll be perfect to push extremely brawny trucks. Yeah. Um, okay, so the last ghost that has been encountered in this place is that of a young child. On the third floor, there is a kid's presence who's been felt. And they've heard an EVP with a voice saying, please don't leave. Help me. Mm. Um, They're not sure, you know, what gender it is. It's just kind of like a high voice. Uh, Guests have also experienced what felt like a child jumping on the bed or just experiencing, again, elaboration could maybe be needed. But just kind of experiencing a playful vibe to a presence in the room. I don't think they said vibe. I think they said a, they've experienced a playful presence. Well, in, on the third floor, I went into this room and I felt as merry as a schoolboy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what to make of those things. I don't either. They're worth I, noting and we have to talk sure. about the way that people talk about ghosts. I don't feel those things, so I, I can't pick up on a playful vibe in an empty room. You know what I mean? I'll tell you. So Zoe <laughs> likes it when I do voices right now. Yeah. She keeps... It's It's adorable. It's also hard sometimes. I have to. I just have to be like Cookie Monster's tired right yeah. now. She came up with one. All of her. I. I don't know where she got this. Uh huh. She went. I want the boy to talk. Oh, who's that? I went. Who's the boy? And then it, she goes, Dada boy. So I don't know if she means young me or, uh-huh. or something. But I started just going like, dude, going down the country voice. Going down the country. I um, because there's so many characters. I'm Dory. Yeah. I'm Baby Dory. I'm Nemo's Dada. Course. Um, Cookie Monster, Elmo, Zoe Monster, Abby Cadabby, mm-hmm. Big. I'm everything. Yeah. So Dada Boy. You're the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the. I am all. The beginning <laughs> and the end. I uh, decided to just be like a rambunctious young boy from some day gone by. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. so I'll always be like, Oh wow, we're gonna have a great day, aren't we? Oh my goodness, oh I my can't God. wait to get on the street and maybe play some stickball. <laughs> it's getting a little cold. I might have to wrap my feet in newspaper. I'm. I, I, it's like you know, some some so boyish energy from maybe the turn of the century. I'm not sure. Right, and who doesn't have access to a lot of resources? No, not at all. He's quite poor, but he is happy to brag. <laughs> Why? Have you- I found a nickel. I'm gonna go down to the movie house and spend a fortnight. 
And Zoe eats it. She loves it. I, it's hard to tell if she's even paying. She just likes it when I talk to her in character. Yeah, yeah. So she's just having fun. Oh, my God. But these are the things that I do for me when yes. I have to talk like Dada Boy. Right. Um, <laughs> and that's Dada Boy. That's Dada Boy. Okay. So it's become just boy. Sometimes it's still Dada Boy. And sometimes yeah. it's boy Dada. Uh-huh. But um, that is how I feel a boyish energy. Like, that's the ghost yeah. in the Brumder mansion. Right. Although you right. said that it was like her being like, help, don't leave. I need help. Yes. If that were verifiable. Mm-hmm. Go with me down a hypothetical for sure. a brief moment. A, a voice says, don't go away, help me. And somebody is able to not only capture that sound, but like confirm it. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point that like people keep coming over to visit and they're like, it's right here. There's a boy and, and he says things like, don't leave, please help. Yeah. What can we possibly do to help? We, I know. We, we can't. So like at, at a certain point, this would get so out of hand that like, you know, like, news stations have come by Mm -hmm. and reported on it and confirmed it and you can hear it and it's the first ever case of us making verified contact with someone who's not there i would love this to happen an intelligent consciousness who can be like i'm not joking it's not it's god i'm stuck here your help and i'm stuck here and they've dug open the walls they've looked for speakers back there's nothing yeah at some point humanity would almost have to Stop trying to solve it and right. shrug. It, it would. We would have to evolve to just little by little over time make it be like, oh, they're playful. Right. And just, just move for on. us to be able to live with ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Just to have a normal day for once. Right. Right. The Not knowing be... that there's an entity trapped somewhere confirmed yes. that we can't reach. Beyond our help. Truly Seems beyond like that's our what help. Ant-Man is trying to do, I gather, from the trailer. I think that's correct. Well, yeah. we'll find out when Ant-Man Quantum Mania comes out this April. That's right. Um, yeah. How awesome it would be if we were sponsored by Marvel. It'd be great. If we had to do commercials. It, what if they were like, <laughs> we want to buy a block of episodes for you to sponsor us, yeah. but we don't, we're not giving you the rights to any of the audio from the movie. So we have to act You it have out. to do the trailer. I mean, that's perfect for you, Dad, Dad, with all your voices. I could do this all day. <laughs> Way to go, Ant-Man. <laughs> Looks like you're gonna get squashed. And I just have to talk this like fall. Evangeline Lilly, yeah. which is just a normal voice. I don't believe in in vaccines. Oh yes, God, that's right. <laughs> Ant Man. Yeah. Um, I was reading. I can't remember who was. There was somebody else who was like almost cast as that character, and they were like, "This would be a different movie." Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter. Um. Anyway, so yeah, a, a, a playful ghost who's stuck in the beyond, and uh, they have done things. This was very similar to the mirror problem. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, maybe there's just like a house settling issue going on that's making things fall without it being like a huge, like bombastic deal that's like ripping hooks from the wall or whatever. Yeah. Because similarly, um, a marriage certificate that was hanging in a room fell from a wall, and the frame and hook holding it were intact, but the glass was shattered. Wait. Wait, so, the, did the paper fall? I, no, it was a framed marriage certificate. But only the glass fell out? No, it all fell down to the ground. Oh. The frame and the hook were intact. It wasn't like it was oh, ripped intact, from the I wall. intact, I interpreted as if they were still on the wall somehow. Okay. No. Uh, but the glass was all shattered, so they found that significant. That feels insignificant. Like, I, I agree. Like, it just... The mirror is at least... It, I assume the mirror was far away enough from the bathtub that you could be like, it must have been thrown, not just like above the bathtub. <laughs> no one hangs a mirror above their bathtub. <laughs> if they do, 
then there's something else haunting this house. No, you know what? Good on them. I don't know. Good on them. I'm sorry. You don't need a mirror in the bathtub. Just Maybe somebody else who lives with that person smashed it. Yeah, maybe. Just to get rid of it once and for all. (laughs) Yeah, you wouldn't know peace knowing that your roommate or whatever just like gazing at themselves in the bathtub. I want to see what I'm scrubbing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like it. God. Yeah, if, um, a, if a thing falls off the wall that's got glass in it, the glass shatters, but the wood might not. Right. It's fine. Right. Actually, I lucked out because my mirror fell down yesterday, um, but nothing shattered. Oh, that is What nothing. does that mean? Nothing. Uh, so this ghost also seems to pull pranks, like people being locked out of the mansion, or again, a little contextless, um, the doorbell not playing the tune that it's set to. What? I am, a, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, this is a doorbell that you can change the song to, but it won't play the right song. Owner of a broken heart. (laughs) (laughs) What a good song to play to your ass. (laughs) Um, So nobody seems to think that these ghosts are dangerous, although I personally have concerns about Aunt Poopy. Yeah, of course. And uh, they feel they just add color to an already historic building. Interesting. So that's great. I have a couple of reviews that I thought were fun from TripAdvisor. This one is from Steamy R. Oh no. <laughs> Steamy Ronald? <laughs> like who's this? What's the That's who's for? looking at themselves in the bathroom mirror in the uh, bathtub mirror. One star. The mirror <laughs> in the bathroom broke. It's broken. Uh they say I wasn't aware that this is a known haunted home. In the middle of the night I felt someone tickling my neck. I jumped awake and chills shot through me. My husband was sound asleep. In the morning, I googled haunted houses in Milwaukee and saw a TV interview with the owners. I didn't feel any dark energy, but I did feel a presence. Oh, yeah, I don't like that tickled on the neck. I know. What did they Google? Uh, haunted houses in Milwaukee. I would have Googled tickle in the night, <laughs> and I bet you would find a book. <laughs> I, bet, oh, I bet you're right. Some sort of a romance novel. <laughs> the Maybe that's tickle. another one of the songs that the doorbell is supposed to play, but the night ghost keeps tickle. messing with it. <laughs> night tickles, yeah. tickle in the night. Um. So this one, it's mainly that I like the response that the owners wrote back to this guy. But uh, right. this is what Charles R. wrote first. What we didn't. Oh, so they're ta- I cut out some stuff about like, you know, what they, uh, you know, what they had fun with at the hotel or whatever. Then he says, what we did not get in the deal was any ghosts. The Brumder Mansion promotes itself as being haunted. But the only spirits were the complimentary wine in the foyer. Foyer. <laughs> the complimentary cookies were also stellar. We plan to return at some point. Then the response from Bunker Monkey 60, owner at the Brumder Mansion bed and breakfast. I'm sorry, why isn't the account just called Brumder Mansion? I don't know. Bunker Monkey 60? Yes. Are they texting from a hidden bunker somewhere? I don't know. Under the house? change your name dude and they reply to like every single very unprofessional they they reply to like every single review as bunker monkey 60 there's not a lot to do in the bunker i wouldn't think yeah i guess they have time uh they said we are glad that you enjoyed your stay in brumder mansion and appreciate its antiques charm and amenities we are sorry that you were disappointed in the lack of spirit activity we don't advertise this as a certainty on our website that you will experience anything as the, on- as the only people on our payroll are the living staff. Any unseen staff and visitors that may be around visiting all have good Midwestern manners and don't bother our guests as they know we need to share our mansion with guests who need a restful, peaceful time away from life. Spirits may come and go as they please and there is no ghost that is stuck and unhappy in Brumder Mansion. 
there is peace in the mansion and any unseen spirits that may be visiting may be here to remember their happy memories looking forward to your next visit I like that. That was cute. It's very playful. It's in keeping with, yeah. you know, it, it keeps some of the, the <laughs> mystique a little bit alive, defangs it a little bit. Yeah. And it's true. Like I said, their website doesn't say anything about the haunted stuff yeah. like at all. So they don't really put like a huge emphasis on it. Yeah. And um, that was kind of a constant in their responses back to people about this sort of stuff. They were like, there are no ghosts that are stuck here and unhappy. Everybody just kind of comes and goes. And I just thought it was kind of like cute. That is cute. Mm -hmm. That's that's nice. Yeah. I like that. Well done, Bunker Monkey. Yeah, Bunker Monkey 60. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Um, all right. Well, I want to talk to you about uh, some other Wisconsin. Uh, you can sort of pick your poison. Yeah. Because um, I've got a cryptid a ufo and an urban legend okay great but before we do that mm -hmm. uh, we just want to remind everybody that if you're enjoying the show consider subscribing yeah whether you're watching on youtube.com slash gttu pod or apple Podcasts, spotify any number of podcast apps consider subscribing stick around leave a review if you can if that's your sort of thing um and if you need 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 more mm. you can definitely support guide to the unknown on our patreon page that's patreon.com slash gttu pod there are several different tiers for whatever works best for you yep. um, most of them get you access to a bunch of bonus shows uh, we have an entire second podcast that's only on patreon the netherworld dispatch there are 91 episodes yeah as of this recording so if you join the highest tier you're getting all of those shows plus new episodes every monday Lower tiers, just about all of them end up getting a bunch of episodes as well. Yeah, absolutely. There's really just one tier that doesn't get access to the Netherworld Dispatch, and that's our $1 tier that you can use if you would like to join our Discord community, which or, is a bustling. Absolutely. Or just, or just lend your support how you can. We yep. really, really appreciate it. Um, our most recent episode of the Netherworld Dispatch, Kristen and I played a video game. The Last of Us, mm -hmm. which just recently became an HBO show. Humongous. Yeah, I, I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Did no, you watch I, it? No. No? I uh, I still I still want to, but we played the original video game, uh, showed off some of what the, the plot was like, the monsters were like, a couple of the different scenarios, and then jumped to the end and talked about the whole thing. It's super fun. Yeah, Go so it kind that. of encapsulates the whole plot of that game and even its sequel. Absolutely. Yep. So get that and so much more on patreon.com slash gttupod. Yeah. Follow at gttupod on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok. Mm -hmm. I've had a couple of TikToks. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, also, you should have seen in your feed that we released a little bonus thing about the movie Smile. Yes. Uh, which uh, is just a, a bizarre scene. <laughs> In a fun little horror movie that I couldn't wrap my head around. We had a, a, a nice little chat about it's it. So weird. It's like the worst birthday party a kid could ever have. Seems like it. When a kid asks for like what they want for their birthday, they should, they should just point to the movie and say, not that. Right. The opposite of this. Yes. All right. So let's get back into Wisconsin stuff. Let's do it. What do you want? Do you want a cryptid? Do you want an urban legend? Or do you want a UFO encounter? Urban legend, please. Urban legend. So that means that I'm going to tell you the story of... Boy Scout Lane. Oh my God. Okay, great. I I covered Boy Scout Lane and ran out of time for it, obviously. Oh. Great. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I guess that makes I was thinking about it as some like a thing that people tell each other mm -hmm. more so than a haunting. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I guess you're no, right. You're I, right. I would have been stepping on your toes with this it's one. It's totally fine. No, you're right, because it's not it's not real. So, yeah, yeah, fair enough. All right. So then maybe there is going to be some maybe maybe I won't cover stuff that you will have or something. No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm done. So you tell me all about it. Oh, okay, great. So it's a fairly straightforward 
read into it small mm-hmm. urban legend, but still I enjoyed it because it's sort of a classic. Yeah. Boy Scout Lane is, it's a road and it's in the middle of nowhere. So all the pictures that I saw, it's like a, a, a one straight shot road with forest on either side, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the story goes that uh, Boy Scout Lane is where Boy Scouts died. Yeah. It's not the actual name of the road, but they, a bunch of Boy Scouts died here. How? That's where the urban legend factor uh, really kicks into overdrive. Right. There were, it depends on the telling. In some tellings, they were murdered as they slept one by one by their bus driver mm-hmm. uh, who had gone boncos. Right. Um, they got lost in the woods out there on Boy Scout Lane and just died out in nature. Uh, they were killed by an animal, very similar to getting lost in nature. They were killed mm-hmm. by an animal. Um, quote, and this is from uh, onlyinyourstate.com, one scout dropped a kerosene lantern causing a fire. And then I really liked this. This is a little bit longer. Uh, people who have dared to go down this dead end road have reported seeing lights and trees, which they think are lanterns of someone looking for the boys. So yeah. it's not just the ghosts of Boy Scouts themselves, but also the search party that eventually went out for them. Oh, cool. As some sort of a residual haunting, still searching for these lost kids. Oh, that's cool. I hadn't heard that. Many people have reported the feeling of being watched. Others have reported children's handprints on their vehicles. And other people have heard children laughing, Mm -hmm. which to me very much stood out. Again, this is a lot of this is sort of like classic haunting type material. Kids handprints, kids laughing. Yeah. But it did also stand out to me as very Blair Witchy specifically. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Blair Witch has like a very visual motif thing of like, like charred little yeah. kid handprints on stuff and at one point in the original movie they hear kids laughing just outside right. their tent at night um i also uh only in your state had also linked to a youtube video mm-hmm. posted by metal chic five nice which has a bunch of views but metal chic doesn't have many subscribers mm-hmm. and the entire the video is just scrolling text oh okay no audio Okay. Which I liked as almost like an old throwback or somebody yes. just like, I must tell this story. Right. Should but, I post But in a, what medium? Yeah. Do I, for text, what would I do? Post a, a blog or make a video out of right. letters and upload it to YouTube? And Likely they, that. They chose that. So here's a part of what it says. Two Boy Scouts escaped the fate of the rest of the troop and set out to find help only to become lost in the woods where they died of starvation. The ghosts of the Boy Scouts now haunt the forest where they died. They can be heard hiking through the undergrowth. The lights of their lanterns have been seen at night as they try to find help or search for their fellow scouts. Uh, So I've got a couple of comments here that I really enjoyed. Orange Crush 1828 had this to say. These are all like very personal recollections. Mm -hmm. 12 years ago. Yeah. Long time ago. So last night, a couple of my hockey teammates and I went to Boy Scout Lane. It was one of the scariest things I have ever experienced. We saw footprints that randomly started. And how do you... This is one of those things where it's like in a movie or something. You can imagine like footprints. How did they get here? Yeah. But it's like this is a road. I know Wisconsin snows a lot. Maybe it's that. Mm -hmm. How you can see footprints. Like if somebody was walking in my basement, it's not like you would see footprints. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're outside, though. I guess. That's footprint territory. I guess, but I just think of a road as being paved. You don't see a footprint appear on pavement. No, I, I don't think, I don't know. I, I imagine that they were talking about, like, 
you know, a wooded area or like a muddy area or something. I don't think they're on like a road road. All right, maybe. Uh, and behind the footprints looked like this person had been dragging something. Yeah. Also, my friend heard a breathing noise in his ear and saw a light in the woods of what he thought was the Boy Scouts lantern. They got a lot. Yeah. Footsteps, somebody dragging something, breathing in an ear and a lamp. Like they got. That's a lot of activity. They got the works. They got bingo. They were like a pizza with all the toppings. They got everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Shadow Foxization said, uh, the scariest thing is that I live 35 minutes from the place. Don't tell me that. I Foxization. Would, I got to chill up my spine when I found out that shadow foxization lives 35 minutes away safely away yeah (laughs) from just trying to like implicate i'm part of the story too i live a good half hour away that's really funny take a while to get there (laughs) yeah all right bob the pink monkey have you ever been there i know people that have i only live about 10 minutes away but i can't seem to find anyone to go with me my friends that have gone there refuse to go back. Oh. Now that's kind of fun. fun. I like that because there's like. And Bob's too scared to go by himself. He's too scared to go by himself. And we don't get like some ridiculous backstory of like my friends who have gone all definitely saw a demon. Yeah, right. He's just like they won't go with. So it leaves a little room to wonder yeah. like maybe something is going on there. Right. And they experienced it. And that, that's kind of fun. Yeah. I always like the boots on the ground quality of these stories. Oh, absolutely. All right. You've got you've got two others left. Wait, I have I have something to add about Oh good. Okay. Uh, Boy Scout Lane real quick. I have a little bit of context for the legend from hauntedplaces.org. Oh, okay. That was my source. Ah, very what good. Did I, what did I overlook? Okay. Um Alex commented, a tall tale that never gets old, but there's no facts to back it up. It's true that the Boy Scouts of America once owned the land around the road, thus the name, but the proposed camp was never built and no Boy Scouts were present during that time, let alone killed in the area. It is a spooky enough road, especially with its close proximity to the Wisconsin River kicking up a good deal of fog and mist when the weather is right, but if you're looking for ghosts, you'll need to look elsewhere. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That was a comment on the article? It was on hauntedplaces.org. Okay. You know so, what I mean? Like, yeah. so not an article, the thing where you like put in a location and then. Oh, 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 oh. I was thinking yeah. only. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hauntedplaces.org. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's huge, quite frankly. Absolutely. So it is called Boy Scout Lane outside of a Boy Scout urban legend about death. That's interesting. Yeah. The Boy Scouts own the land? I guess so. Or at least they did at one point. All right, so I've got I've got a miniature. Let's I'm gonna I'm no more picking. You don't get to decide anymore. Hey. You don't get to tell me what to do. Hey. I'm gonna tell you about the Antigo alien. Okay. Because it's small, and then we'll finish the episode with my um uh with my other story. Cryptid. Which I think with the cryptid, which is a little more fun and ridiculous. Nice. This is a miniature story that I needed to pick. Uh-huh. One, I wanted to have a UFO. Yeah. Two, the summary of this that I read was so stupid (laughs) i was so excited but it does appear to be you have to search for this this is also good because no one's talking about this and the more i searched for it the less i found ah the antigo alien this evidently happened november 17th 1974 my source for this is www.w-files.com W files. The W files. Like X-Files. So that's your website? Do you get it? Do you yes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Willie's files. It's in my files. Yeah. I um the website itself is so busted looking. It mm-hmm. is like beyond the <laughs> 90s kind of websites that you and I really appreciate. That sort yeah. of like retro vibe. It looks so old. It nice. is. I genuinely think that we could and maybe should eventually just do like another world dispatch where we go to it and poke around. It's sure. that old looking. Sure. 
So here's the story from them. For several days prior to this encounter, there were multiple reports on UFO sightings in Antigua. On Saturday night, uh, the 16th, Mrs. H, no full name, okay. proprietor of a local bar and restaurant, had, been, had seen with her family a maneuvering light in the sky. Next afternoon, while on duty in the bar, Mrs. H saw a little man of strange appearance, 4.5 feet tall. He entered the ball bar with a sort of bouncing gait. He motioned to her to come closer and addressed her in rapid English, saying, you saw a bright light on Friday night. She corrected him, saying it was Saturday, but he repeated his assertion four times. You saw a bright light on Friday night. You saw a bright light on Friday night. Like, Dan Aykroyd-esque. Very Dan Aykroyd-esque, yeah. of course. Um, he was smiling throughout this rapid-fire discourse, showing, quote, a mouthful of white teeth. His eye level was no higher than the top of the bar, and he wore dark glasses with inch-wide frames, had a dark complexion, and shiny black hair. His jacket was loosely woven. Wait, inch-wide frames meaning, like, thick Coke bottle frames or, like, teeny little glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Just covering his the iris of each eye. Each lens was yeah. no more than an inch wide. <laughs> Super tiny glasses. Yeah. Um, his jacket was loosely woven, quote, like burlap. Okay. It's not a material you usually wear. No. He continued his monologue and said a meteor was supposed to have landed nearby, adding something unclear to Mrs. H about Medford. He repeated the name several times. There was a town named Medford, a hundred miles west of Antigua. He spoke so fast that Mrs. H was unable to follow what he said. On perceiving this, he threw his arms into the air and exclaimed, and the whole world lit up, wheeled about and stormed out the door. By the time Mrs. H had recovered from her surprise, the stranger had disappeared. She and several patrons in the bar did not hear any car drive away. Weird. So just like, this could just be a, an odd little encounter with yeah. someone. Yeah, an odd little guy. An odd little guy. Well, being 4.5 feet tall. Being oh, I completely four, forgot that they were 4.5 feet tall. Yeah, right. being 4.5 feet tall is not some sort of like evidence that somebody is an alien. No. <laughs> I think it's, it should go without saying, but I think it's it's worth mentioning in connection with right this. that they could have been like oh he's so different he's so i i already knew something was odd about well, he's just he's just four and a half feet tall right he's just not of average height but Whatever. going up to somebody and saying you saw a bright light in the sky you saw a bright light in the sky you saw a he bright came light in to gaslight her That's and weird. seeing that it wasn't working got frustrated and then used some alien phrase then the whole world lit up is that like this place is going to the cats and dogs. Yeah, is that right. like some on like his planet? That's what they say. That's normal. Oh, the whole that's world them lit up. I'm like, oh my god, I'm sick of this. Yeah, the whole world lit up. I'm done with you. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. Or I, I mean, I thought it was that the 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 lights were so bright that the whole lit up. You oh. saw bright lights in the sky. You saw bright lights in the sky, and the whole world lit and up. The whole world. Lit, uh, really trying to like, yes, yeah, like really home. putting a finer point on it. You're right. That that that's that's kind of fun. That's that's interesting. Oh, um, but that's it. That's the whole thing. The original place that I had I seen that this. Delightful. I know it's like one of those stories that's just like so miniature mm -hmm. that it's strange. It's almost not worth mentioning, except that it's kind of cool. Yeah. So uh, the original article that I had found this on is this called the Antigua something? The Antigua alien. Yeah. Antigo. Antigua. Antigo alien. Um, they just described it. They were like. Mrs. H had a weird encounter with a little man, and poof, he disappeared. It was like so perfunctory. 
you're like so what does that mean yeah what are you talking about and then when you search antigo alien you get almost nothing huh which i think is, is i really like that story. arguably crazier it's strange um, maybe mrs h squashed it maybe yeah she she Didn't want her name out there like that had the story buried all right so then that leaves us with uh my final thing to tell you about the hodag oh have you ever heard of the hodag i don't know the name sounds kind of familiar but that doesn't necessarily mean anything it's a cryptid. <laughs> it's a gundus. Yeah, technically a cryptid. Yeah. Right? It's a it's an animal that is, I guess, magical in some way. But, okay. But does it exist or, or does it not? Mm. I shall tell you the tale. Wonderful. And by the end, you will definitively know. <laughs> oh, oh, great. That's the best kind of tale. <laughs> I, I have too much information. I didn't have enough information about the Antigua alien to know yeah. uh, Jack Squat. I know everything about the Hodag. That's all right. So this is evidently a cryptid specific to Rhinelander, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. They have really staked their claim as the home of the Hodag. Yeah. The high school uh, uses the Hodag as its mascot. Oh, fun. They have like a festival. They are Hodag Central. These the, are Hodag people. The Hodag place mm -hmm. is all about the Hodag. Nice. So it was evidently first mentioned as early as 1870, according to WisconsinHistory.org. As always, we'll, we'll have all of our sources in the show notes on gttupod.com. Uh, somebody was using the hodag as a hoax. You're not going to believe this. Uh -huh. Somewhere in the 1870s, somebody was talking about how there was some sort of a magical beast thing up in the northern woods and tried to charge people to see it. Oh, boy. That's ridiculous. Don't like that. Finally, let's get to the real story of the real hodag. Oh. All right? Because... In 1893, about 20 years after somebody tried to create a hoax around the Hodag, somebody found the real deal. Mm. Uh, this comes to us now from HodagPress.com. <laughs> Eugene Shepard stood face to face with a with a 185 pound, seven foot long lizard like beast. Its, its head was disproportionately large for its body, with two horns growing from its temples, large fangs, and green eyes. Covered with short black fur, the body appeared stout and muscular. Its back was covered with spikes, which led to a powerful tail. The four legs were short and sturdy, with three claws facing forward and one pointing in the opposite direction. As the beast turned to greet his uninvited guest... Again, this is Eugene Shepard. Yes. Um, who evidently had a reputation as being one of the most beloved pranksters of the area. Oh, okay. Probably had nothing to do. But but this is real. Unrelated. Damn it. Uh, its nostrils spouted flame and smoke and a horrible odor, which Shepard described as, quote, a combination of buzzard meat and skunk perfume <laughs> filled the air. He But he clocked those notes. Yeah. Right. Fragrance. Do I detect... <laughs> Skunk perfume and buzzard meat. <laughs> buzzard meat. <laughs> buzzard meat. Uh, wisely, Shepard retreated in a hurry. Back in Rhinelander, he described his encounter to townspeople and lumberjacks. Clearly, Shepard had witnessed the monster that lumberjacks believed embodied the restless spirits of dead lumber oxen. He had seen a hodag. Whoa! So this thing, this this beast, this cryptid. It sounds like it looks like. Like a hairy alligator with horns. So I have another description because Eugene Shepard would write about this. Mm -hmm. And here's how he described it. The head of a frog. The grinning face of a giant. Dan Aykroyd again? Always. Yeah. <laughs> the grinning face of a giant elephant. It's 
puzzling already. It had the head of a frog, but the face of an elephant? How? You know, the face is part of the head, right, Eugene? Right. Thick, short legs set off by huge claws. Same. The back of a dinosaur. And a long tail with spears at the end. He led hunting parties who carried heavy rifles and, quote, bore squirt guns loaded with poison water. Poison water? This is the... What the hell must that have been? Feels incredibly ineffective. Yeah. I didn't know they had squirt guns in the 1890s. Yeah, I guess I didn't either. I wouldn't have guessed that. Get your squirt guns and follow me. Yeah. Squirting... And what's poison water? I can't imagine. Poison diluted with... What kind of poison? I don't know. Hey, guys, what are you talking about? (laughs) Right, I... That's all gobbledygook. Uh, you're confusing From me. the description to the pursuit. Are you trying to <laughs> dazzle and disorient me, <laughs> Eugene? Like a confidence man? Absolutely. So uh, they also brought hunting dogs to try to get the hodag, but quote, the hodag scattered about the place small fragments of the hunting dogs. Oh, yikes. Tough episode for dogs. Bad episode for dogs. Mm. Don't let your dog have already listened to this nah. or watched it. I um, This is a puzzler for me because I'm like, did he lead a hunting party where he like charged people like, we're going to hunt the hodag yeah. and then killed all their dogs? It was yeah. like, oh, I guess a hodag yeah, did, got us first. Did that really happen? Or were all the hunting parties part of the lie, I hope. I, I, I certainly hope so. I, I, don't, I don't trust yeah. late 1800s people. No. If a time travel ever shows up from late 1800s, don't believe a goddamn word they mm-hmm. say. Keep him away from your dog. Mm-hmm. So he finally, there's been a lot of attention on this, all right? He's drawn like a picture of the hodag and yeah. he's putting it in the newspaper and stuff. There's a whole spectacle and people are <laughs> loving it. But they're like, you keep hunting the hodag. We've got to see one. Yeah. We've got to see a, a, a living hodag. He eventually led one where I think it's this picture. I've got it behind us on the set where you can see this like animal thing. And it looks really cool. Yeah. But, like, all these hunters are crowded around this little, uh, like, it's, like, about the size of maybe, like, a bulldog. Yeah, it looks like a, it kind of looks like one of the monsters from where the wild things are. Yeah, a little bit, like a teeny one. Uh-huh. Now, mind you, he said that it was, like, six foot and, like, hundreds of pounds, and it's, like... What the hell is this? It's a baby hodag? I don't know. So, um, he said that one of the only things that could hurt it was dynamite, so they, like, <laughs> blew it up so they didn't have proof. But finally, in what? 1896, he was able to produce a live one. Oh. How did he do it? How did he manage to best the beast and bring him back alive? Hunters put chloroform rags on a stick. Oh, God. And stuck it into the Hodag's cave. Oh. To knock him out. Uh-huh. Then they charged people to see it, and man, people loved what they saw. What they did was they, they built a little replica cave environment. Very dark cool. in there. Hard to see. Oh, my God. But so they ridiculous. had to do it. They had to. In order, quote, in order that the animal would not discover the deception being practiced upon him. Of course. He thought this was his real cave. Yeah. And they Otherwise, would Otherwise, he's going to flip. He's going to flip and out. And get murderous. Absolutely. So, you know, this guy would charge people. They'd hand him a wheel of cheese or whatever they did in Wisconsin in the sure. 1890s. They'd be shuffled into this, this makeshift man-made cave in the dark um, where they would see s- sort of something in the corner, maybe moving a little bit, and then hear a growl. And would very quickly be ushered back out again. You can't stay too long with the hodag. It's a nice it's bad little gig. You. It's a good gig. Uh, people loved it. So was there somebody in the cave growling? Uh, sort of. They fashioned themselves a hodag. Yeah. Carved from a stump, covered in ox hide. That's what this is? I think, I, I'm guessing that the photo okay. behind us is similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, covered in ox hide with antlers stuck to it. 
somebody would be in there moving it a little bit with wires. Yeah. And then one of Eugene Shepard's sons would go. <laughs> and that was the hodag. It's a nice little family business. Once that hoax was revealed, people were so excited to travel from all over to see it. Because it had been such a successful hoax. Oh, okay. Now it stopped being he's got a hodag. It yeah. started being come visit the spectacle of the hoax that so many people bought and believed and loved. That's awesome. So it kept going and people kept on loving it. That's amazing. And it's so much more than a hoax, evidently. Now, I mentioned that they described Eugene um, Shepard as something of a famous prankster. Right. It is unclear to me. What else he did to win that reputation? Yeah. I don't know if he was constantly like, you know, putting little whoopee cushions on people's chairs, put a little fart bag there and see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, clearly this put his name on the map in a big bad way. I guess he finally struck one big. But not just for some superfluous money making scheme, because it was eventually credited as something that put this town, Rhinelander, on the map. And brought people from all around to visit the place, thereby building the community. That's delightful. I love that. So Eugene Spencer yeah. did sort of, evidently, uh, make Rhinelander, Wisconsin, a sort of prosperous place through, I mean, lying and deceit sure. and scamming, but also folklore and and mystery and intrigue and yeah. horror and showmanship and storytelling. That's so and fun. Urban legends and he's the like cryptid. a little mini, mini, mini P.T. Barnum. Yeah, a little bit, and yeah. and certainly it seems. And I, you know, I, I haven't read everything about this guy, but it mm -hmm. seems that history is smiling upon him because, nice. from what I read, it's like he's the the grandfather of this community. Yeah, and so there are hodag statues all over this place, evidently. That's such a fun story. I, I really kind of love that. There's something that's very charming yes. about about a monster story, like embedding a community and and yeah. and and birthing it. Absolutely. That's so fun. Uh, the Hodag has lived on. It is it is known as a, a cryptid and it's shown up in shows. It was on some one of the Scooby-Doo spinoffs. Mm -hmm. It's evidently part of the wizarding world. Okay. Now, too. It, it was not in... I, you know, there's like, like Fantastic all this, like, Beasts or whatever. Yeah, I, it's part of like that. I think it's part of that encyclopedia. You know, Fantastic Beasts was a textbook. Yeah. Before it was the movies. I think it's part of the textbook. Uh-huh. Um, but all of the extended lore stuff, I think it's said somewhere that Hagrid had a hodag. Oh, That's okay. What say. Yeah. <laughs> Hagrid had a ho Actually, it's not hard to say. It's fun to say. Yeah, Hagrid had a hodag. Hagrid had a hodag. Um and had to give it up or something. Hmm. You know Hagrid. He always has to give him up. He sure does. Um, but so that's the story of the, the hodag. Fine. I like that story. So how about that? We got a little haunting. Yeah. A little UFO, a little cryptid, a little urban legend. Really took care of business. Robust. Wisconsin is, yeah. a, is a hotbed. Hello, Wisconsin. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Not too shabby. Awesome. Of course, uh, I, I should also point out that, uh, Wisconsin, specifically Plainfield was the home to Ed Gein. Mm important it was horrifically vicious and sickening actions yes um uh revolted the world while simultaneously inspiring um the invention of norman bates and hannibal lecter certainly and there was that slender man stabbing that was oh Wisconsin. right right but there was also the dustin diamond stabbing in the bar that one time <laughs> that ha that but, also happened in but, wisconsin yeah <laughs> like that's a redeeming quality <laughs> 
You know, the sun also shines. Right. <laughs> you know, it's always darkest for the dawn. Of and, course. And things like this. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. Wisconsin. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed that trip to Wisconsin. Thank you so much for listening. As we said before, if you'd like to help support the show and get a bunch of really fun bonuses in return, you can go to patreon.com slash gttupod. And we hope to see you over there. It's a very good time. Mm -hmm. and, and there's at this point so much yeah. uh, that you can watch us react to. Uh, shows that we've watched, movie reviews, full-on commentary tracks for not only all of the Scream movies, but all of the Twilight movies. Yep. That's all done. It's Certainly. up there, and it's literally just waiting for you. Mm -hmm. um, and you can, of course, get access to our Discord through the Patreon, so you can join an entire secret society in the process. Yeah. See beneath the world the rest of uh these sheeple are forced to, <laughs> to to mosey about that's right get green pilled yeah because our logo is green and everything yeah, 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 I, yeah. I like that get yeah. green pilled everybody yeah. thank you uh and also follow us online at gttu pod on all social media mm -hmm. you can also follow at chillin Kristen or at the myth traveler thank you all so much for hanging out with us we hope that you had a good time yeah. uh maybe learn something that you didn't know before or We've got a lot of viewers from Wisconsin, we should say. Yeah. Maybe some of these are stories that are uh, partial to you. Maybe you visited these places or had your own experiences, or there's something that we did not touch on mm -hmm. in this episode. Feel free to reach out, gttupod at gmail.com. So we'll see you next week, everybody, for another spooky, fascinating, enlightening, educational episode. Sure. But until that time comes, we must travel. Back to the netherworld, go wait. Hmm. Hmm. Educational. This is the this underrepresented is side. Important work. We could make something out of this. Yeah.